Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Well, it didn't take long for us to understand what the Democrats' response was going to be to freedom of speech in America, especially after Elon Musk bought Twitter. We now know the game plan, and it's to fight back using your tax dollars. Now, if you didn't know, I'm going to inform you, we now have a minister of our ministry of disinformation run by a crazy, psychotic, left-leaning woman who actually said that the Hunter Biden laptop was not just a hoax, but it was actually Russian disinformation. So clearly, if she was in charge of the office of the Ministry of the Disinformation at the time when that came out, she would have done exactly what everyone did. Said, no, you can't report the story. I want to remind you. Uh, This also all connects back to the Hunter Biden laptop. And if you missed our podcast this last week, you should grab it. We have more information about the major lies that have come out when Joe Biden said that he'd never talked about his son's business dealings. Well, now we've got 20 plus meetings of the White House that says it proves that that is a lie. Grab the Ben Ferguson podcast and listen to those shows from this past week. We do a podcast each and every day. So make sure you grab the Ben Ferguson podcast and listen every day. Now, the part that should concern each and every one of you now is the fact that we know 
that our tax dollars are now going to go to silence people that the government doesn't like under the Biden regime. That should scare every single one of you. Now, why did they have to have this woman come in and do this? It's a great question. Is it because Elon Musk bought Twitter? Partially. But it's also because of what Twitter is going to lose. We now know that Twitter is going to lose their person, who was also a woman, who was the person that decided what you said was either real, fake, disinformation, misinformation, Russian misinformation, or propaganda, or a flat-out lie. They could also label it as hate speech. For example, on Twitter, you couldn't say that a man has a penis and a woman has a vagina. And you cannot switch your DNA. You couldn't say there are only two genders. That would get you in trouble. That would get you silenced. That would get you kicked off. You would immediately disappear on Twitter. We also know that Twitter doesn't just like silencing people, and that's one of the things they do like to do by officially shutting down accounts, but many times they'll just silence you by making your account virtually disappear on their platform from their algorithms. It's called shadow banning. Now, who is in charge of all this? A woman who now we know makes $17 million per year shutting down conservative voices. Well, if you're losing that woman, the chief censor of Twitter, who makes $17 million a year, you can understand immediately why Joe Biden would have said, all right, we need a minister of disinformation. In other words, we need somebody to go out there and fact check this platform and others because we don't have people on the inside anymore doing it for us. Now, it was $44 billion is what it costs to get our free speech back. That's how much Elon Musk spent to get the company in his, in his control where he could actually reinstate free speech. We also know that job cuts will be coming. Sources have now told Bloomberg last week that Musk says that we're going to have job cuts. We're going to cut out a lot of different people that are doing things that go against free speech. Now, this is part of where this interesting equation comes in. Because Twitter had a chief legal officer and general counsel. She served as the company's ultimate censor. She earned $17 million a year from the social media platform in 2021. She is said to be instrumental in Twitter's decision to boot Donald Trump from the site. She also was instrumental in suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story, arguably costing Donald Trump the election. This woman was steamrolled over her left-wing bias during a 2019 interview with a conservative journalist, Tim Pool, on the Joe Rogan Experience. Musk posted a flowchart based on their discussion, in fact, making it very clear just how bad this woman is. Pool asked, so your platform restricts free speech. She responded with, our platform promotes free speech unless people violate our rules. In a specific direction, he said, in any direction, she insisted, it's about a pattern and practice of violating our rules. Temple jumped in and stomped the ridiculousness, saying, you have a pattern and practice of banning only one faction of people. He cited a report from media, uh, a media outlet 
Out of 22 high-profile bannings from 2015, for example, they found that 21 of them were only on one side of the cultural debate out of the 22. Quote, but I don't look at the political spectrum of people when I'm looking at their tweets, she protested, right? And slavery is freedom, to quote George Orwell. Last Monday, after the announcement that Musk had reached an agreement with Twitter's board to buy the company, this same woman held a virtual meeting with her team. Three people familiar with the meeting told Politico that she became emotional and cried at times during the meeting. I'd cry too, by the way, if I knew I was going to lose my $17 million per year salary and also this ultimate power to silence even the President of the United States of America. So, now you understand how bad the censorship was at Twitter. So immediately, the White House said, all right, we got to fix this. We got to do whatever we can to get rid of, uh, of misinformation. So now you insert this new person who has a new job, the so-called Disinformation Governance Board. And now the Secretary of Homeland Security today in an interview said that he that this woman, quote, will have tremendous authority. Now, how does a woman elected by no one gain tremendous authority is a question that all of us obviously should be asking. How does a woman out of nowhere that's incredibly biased and has a history of extreme bias, and I'll give you more of her resume in just a moment, but in general, just step back and think. How does a president of one party employ someone with our tax dollars to then literally shut down the other side? Now, the White House press secretary this week defended the Biden administration's brand new disinformation czar, no different than what communists do in China, North Korea, Brazil. The list goes on and on. Venezuela, Russia, they do this all over the world. Well, Jen Psaki defended the Biden's disinformation board head by saying this. You just outlined a lot of, you know, efforts that sound very worthy, but you've got someone from the home, Department of Homeland Security telling people how they should vote. How do you explain that to critics who say that doesn't sound right to me? Uh, this is an individual who will overse- be overseeing the work of that board. Personnel decisions are up to the Department of Homeland Security. I just outlined the extensive history and background this individual has, but I think what's important to note here is what the board is doing, which is continuing what is important disinformation-related work that began under the former administration. We never had a disinformation czar, by the way, under the former administration. That is a lie. She also said something there, Jen Psaki, that was another lie, saying, well, you know, implying that she didn't actually tell people how to vote. She absolutely has told them how to vote. And every single time this woman has told people how to vote, guess what? It was for a Democrat. So now you have the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas saying Nina is immensely qualified to be the head of the Ministry of Truth. Of truth, folks. The Ministry of Truth. So now they get to decide what is real, what is not real, what is truthful, what is not truthful. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to play for you the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas. He was talking about this woman, Nina, who he says is, you know, unbelievably qualified to head the Ministry of Truth. This is how he tried to sell it to the American people. This threat for years. Republicans are criticizing your decision, the administration's decision to choose Nina Jankowicz to lead this disinformation board. They say she is not somebody who is neutral. Your response? Eminently qualified, a renowned expert in the field of disinformation. Absolutely so. Would you be okay if Donald Trump 
were president if he created this disinformation board, governance board or if it is in place and he wins again in 2024 that he's in charge of such a thing? I believe that this working group that gathers together, gathers together best practices, makes sure that our, our work is uh, coordinated, consistent with those best practices, that we're safeguarding the right of free speech, that we're safeguarding civil liberties, I think is an extraordinarily important endeavor. Before I let you go, I'm sure you uh, have heard that Kevin McCarthy. I'm just going to stop there. This is a guy who refused, by the way, to answer the question. Of course, they would not be okay with it if Donald Trump appointed someone to the board. That's obvious. There's no way that they would be okay with it because that means that Democrats would actually be reined in, like specifically Hillary Clinton, for example, when she was putting out this disinformation. That's why they wouldn't be okay with it. It wouldn't be something they'd be excited about. It's not saying they'd be uh, looking forward to having a discussion with, and they certainly would be saying this is this is a evil board trying to silence people. Now, I'm not in favor of silencing people on either side, and I'm also not in favor of quote revenge. There's a lot of people that say, "Well, they did it, so we do it." That's not how I want the, this this country to work for my kids, right? And my grandkids one day. This is not how I want it to work. But what the Democrats have decided now is they have decided that this is the time for them to, again, double down because they just lost the people silencing and censoring people within Twitter. They're like, no problem. We'll just get somebody on the outside doing this. Like, this is totally fine. Now, you got to understand where this happens around the world. It happens in socialist and communist countries. Every single one of you should be alarmed by this. Every, I would say every single one of you should be extremely angry should become angry because of this, by this, why? Because it's happening with your tax dollars. The job of the government is not to come out and pick winners and losers, especially when it comes to free speech. The government's job is not to go out there. And I, again, I, this is why I think that we are smart enough uh, in society or we are stupid enough to believe it, right? You can pick either side of this. You can say, I don't trust people to figure out what's disinformation. Well, again, that's on them. It's not the government's job to come out and to say what they say is okay and what's not okay. And proof of it is a Hunter Biden story. Now, we also have laws in this country that if you do cross a line and you slander someone or you libel someone or you say something that you know is not true when you say it, that people can sue and you can win. A great example is Alex Jones right now. Kook on the right. Right, that the left always wants to bring up. I'll bring him up too. I can't stand him. But when he did cross the line, he's been held accountable. Now I think he's having to file bankruptcy. It's a perfect example of the system working. Like if you do something deliberately that you know is not true, you lie about people, you say things that are untrue. In that way, we do have laws that rein that in, that hold it accountable. But that's not what this is about. This is about saying we still must pick winners and losers. If you had the Hunter Biden story and it was authenticated and admitted by the press that it was real right when it happened, they know that Joe Biden would have lost the election. If any major news organization, ABC, NBC, CBS, would have led the way and said there's no reason to believe that this isn't true. Yes, it's right for the election. Yes, it's a shock. Yes, it's an October surprise, right? But it's not disinformation. I believe Donald Trump would be the president of the United States of America right now. 
because the American people would have looked at that and said exactly what they're saying now. This is insane amounts of corruption. And by the way, people were actually caring more before the election, I would argue, than even they care right now. The general population, the undecided type voters, the people that aren't hardcore Republicans or hardcore Democrats, they care about those stories right before the election because that's when a lot of people pay attention. That's why Democrats understood we got to bury it and then we can deal with the fallout of it if we once we get our guy elected, because it's very hard to take somebody out of the White House. It's very hard to impeach someone and then actually it's easy. I take it back. It's now become partisan, easy to impeach somebody, but it's hard to actually have it stick where they resign from office. Because we politicized it so much. And I think Democrats understood that. They're like, look. Well, who gives a crap, right? If, if, if it comes out that this is true after the election, we just got to wait till after then to admit it. And that's exactly what the media was doing here as well. But if you have a ministry of truth and all of a sudden the New York Post writes this article about Hunter Biden in the laptop, what would they do to the New York Post? Take away their ability to print? Find them hundreds of millions of dollars? Tell people they're not allowed to put the order, the story out there and ban it from social media, ban it on big tech, ban it from you being able to email or forward it, right? Would they say that they got to shut down the website? I'm wondering, where do we draw the line now on this, right? Because if it's really about censoring Republicans, which clearly it is, or stories that are damning to Democrats, which is what this clearly is all about, then I want to know what their power actually looks like, because I'm guessing it's significant in nature. Now, this woman, by the way, and this I believe this position should never even exist. Okay, that's the other part of this. I want to make that very, very, very clear. I, I, I truly believe that this should never happen. Carl Rove had this to say when he was talking about it on Fox News Channel. Take a listen. Then what's going to be the penalty? That's this information. I'm not allowed to read it. I have to unlearn it. Uh, we're going to just destroy social media, more suspensions. No, 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 no. How does it You're go? missing the story. You're missing the story. It has no statutory authority to step in and do something against somebody. They may be able to come out and publicly condemn them. They may be able to come out and say this is happening. But the credibility of this uh, of this board is shot already by the fact they appointed this woman. And they knew it. They appointed her apparently two months ago when we find out about it yesterday. The real purpose of the board is to distribute money. It does have authority to distribute money, and they've made it clear, Mayorkas has made it clear, that they're going to put a priority on minority communities who are being misled by disinformation with a special emphasis on Hispanics. Now, let's think about that for a minute. What is the one group in the electorate this year hmm. that Democrats are nervously shaking and, <laughs> and, and their hands over because they're afraid that they're going to see significant drop right. in the support for a Democrat candidate? The Hispanic community. So this, is a t- this sounds like a political uh, gambit being led by somebody who has no credibility in leading such a, a, a board concerning disinformation. By the way, one other thing I'll add to what Carl just said there, and that is this about this. It's not even about silencing or censoring. I do think they're going to get more power because these people always want power. And you may say they have no power now. Trust me, they will find a way to get their power. Right? But imagine for people that put things up there about ivermectin, What would they do to you then? And remember, the media is going to use this ministry of truth to say we refuse to report on stories like Hunter Biden because they've told us they believe it's misinformation. 
This is just going to give people alibis of why they don't have to actually cover major stories that involve Democrats or Fauci or Wuhan or the Institute of Virology, right? Or gain of function research. That's what this really is about. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really want you to understand 
how the media works when it comes to the government. You have a liberal media that looks at the liberal government and says, what do you need from us? What do you want from us? How do you want us to do things? What do you want us to report? What propaganda do you want us to report? This is no different than China, Venezuela, or Russia. No different than Cuba. And so this ministry of truth will have an immense amount of power because when the, when the media needs an, a, a cover, right? When the media needs uh, a, a get-me-out-of-jail card for not reporting something, for not investigating something, they're going to look to the ministry of truth to say they don't need to dig. It's exactly what happened with the Hunter Biden story. It's also exactly what happened with Russian collusion. Think about the government in these two scenarios. And let's go to Russian collusion. The government said we're investigating Donald Trump, right? We're investigating the Trump campaign. We're investigating Russian collusion. And as soon as that was said by the government, then the media could report this. It is fact that Donald Trump colluded with the Russians. Then immediately Congress could use a reporting from the media to then go back and say, well, we clearly need to impeach Donald Trump. Same thing with Zelensky's phone call. Remember that? That phone call that they said was so inappropriate that wasn't. A phone call that they said they were going to use to impeach Donald Trump. And so the media says something after the press, after the White House says something, or after Washington says something, the liberals there, then they then 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 it gives it legs, right? It's in print, it's on TV, and then the government then uses that to say, well, then we need to move for further quickly because the people are angry and there's outcry with the people. Like that's what they do. This is how it works. They just go round and round. So if Twitter internally can't censor people anymore or silence stories anymore then that's all you need now is for the ministry of truth to come out and say hey this story isn't true and so then media social media will say well then we're not going to use it or ban it or you shouldn't believe it because it's really about the issue of belief right if that i mean that's what this all boils down to do you believe it will you believe it If the Ministry of Truth of the United States government comes out and says that the emails between Joe Biden and China involving the big guy and all the money that they're making is not truthful, is disinformation, misinformation, well, then immediately the media says, I don't have to look into it. I don't even have to ask about it. The White House press briefing, I don't even have to talk about it. I don't even have to mention it. I want you to listen to what Hannity had to say right after, and this is, this is a great point that Sean was making about this ministry of, of truth. This is not something we should ever see in the United States of America. It is something we see in China, Iran, Venezuela. He referred to that famous book, 1984. If you've not read it, you need to. Take a listen. After Elon Musk successfully purchased Twitter, by the way, I went from 5.5 million followers to 5.7 something. I'm very grateful. Anyway, they vowed to restore free speech on the platform. The DHS Secretary Mayorkas proudly announced the brand new government Ministry of Truth named the Disinformation Governance Board. Take a look at this. A just recently constituted uh, misinformation, disinformation governance board. So we're bringing uh, the goal is to bring the resources of the department together to address this threat. 
In the, in the United States of America, guess what? The government is not the almighty bearer of truth. They're not allowed to police your thoughts, your opinions, your expressions. That's what we see in countries like Iran and China and, you know, Venezuela and every other authorita authoritarian government that tries to squash any and all dissent. It's wrong. It's creepy. It's dangerous. It's 1984-ish. And it is yet another example that shows the Democrats' real problem is with the concept of freedom itself. So I want to remind the left that we have something called the First Amendment. That prevents the government from prohibiting the free exercise of speech or of the press. By the way, I'm a proud member of the press. We do journalism. I've got thousands of hours. We do investigative journalism. We do opinion. We're upfront about it. We tell you I'm a registered conservative. I tell you who I like, who I don't like. I don't hide my opinions. Then we do culture and sports. We're like a whole newspaper on this show. Everyone claims to be a journalist. They're all lying. By the way, not government-approved speech. As a matter of fact, often government-disapproved speech on this program, or Democratic-approved speech, or all speech, with few exceptions. Now, they don't seem to care about the First Amendment, only when... He's right. They, only, they don't seem to care about the First Amendment. They only care about silencing people. And that's what this is. That's what this has been about since the very moment that Twitter changed hands how do we rein them in governor ron DeSantis, by the way he's come out made it very clear now he's not screwing around with this in fact he says florida is going to take action uh, but clearly uh, our entire principles that the country was founded on uh, you cannot have a ministry of truth in this country. And so let's get real here. Let's let's make sure that we're doing things to benefit uh, Floridians and Americans. Uh, but we're not going to let Biden get away with this one. So we'll be fighting back. I love it. Uh, this is why so many people love DeSantis, by the way. They love that you have a guy that has come out there and is saying, I'm not going to let this stand. Tucker Carlson, he was talking about what this also really is. He called it thought control. The U.S. government is now sanctioning what you can say and what you can't say. This is thought control. You are telling people what they are allowed to think, what, what is appropriate to think what is something that you're allowed to be able to agree with? And what is something that you're not allowed to agree with or believe in or to think? That is a problem. But here we are having this conversation and the fact that we're even having it in the United States of America is something that every American who believes in just basic concept of you and I should be able to disagree and neither one of us should have an upper hand with the United States government and they want it to be changed to, no, 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 you agree with us and we'll let you have an open dialogue, but if you don't agree with us, game over. Welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. When Elon Musk first announced that he was buying Twitter, it was pretty obvious the Democratic Party would soon become unhinged, not just angry or annoyed in the way you're very used to, but instead legitimately terrified and hysterical. Imagine how you'd feel if an armed intruder broke into your home at three in the morning. You couldn't exactly know where things were going, but you'd be dead certain that everything was at stake. That's how Democrats feel right now, because in fact, everything is at stake. 
Joe Biden cannot continue to control this country if you have free access to information. It's that simple. Biden certainly is not improving your life. He's not even trying to improve your life. So the best he can do is lie to you and demand that you believe it. But to do that, he needs to make certain that nobody else can talk, because if you were to hear the truth, you might not obey. How is Biden going to pull that off? It's not easy. Well, one option would be to get men with guns to tell you to shut up. Most Americans probably haven't thought of that because this isn't Africa or Eastern Europe. This is America. And we don't do things like that here and never have. Or more precisely, we haven't until now. But now Joe Biden is president and everything is different. So today, to herald the coming of the new Soviet America, the administration announced its own Ministry of Truth. This will be called the Disinformation Governance Board. Laugh if you want, but just to show you they're not kidding around here, this board is not part of the State Department or any other agency focused on foreign threats from abroad. No. The Disinformation Governance Board is part of the Department of Homeland Security. DHS is a law enforcement agency designed to police the United States and, and that, by the way, has a famously large stockpile of ammunition. So it's not a joke at all. Here's DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. We have just established a mis- and disinformation governance board in the Department of Homeland Security to more effectively um, combat uh, this threat, not only to election security, uh, but to our homeland security. Oh, so one of America's top law enforcement officers just announces to the Congress that actually we're going to be policing what you say, and everyone in the room kind of nods, oh yeah, it's totally normal. But here's what he didn't say. So America's told us that disinformation is a threat to Homeland Security. Now, he's the head of the Department of Homeland Security, so presumably he would know since assessing threats to Homeland Security is his job. But what he didn't tell us is how he's defining disinformation. So here you have this new and terrifying thing that the Biden administration is so concerned about that has created a new agency to fight it. But Mayorkas never said or even hinted as to what it might be. So the man in charge of the disinformation governing board never defined disinformation. It's almost unbelievable when you think about it. Would you declare war on a country you couldn't name? Would you sentence someone to death for a crime you couldn't describe? Of course you wouldn't, not if you were a sane and decent person. If you just take a step back and you look at what the Department of Homeland Security has now decided to do, it's to spy on you. That's what this is, a spy agency. It's a new Soviet America launching the Ministry of Truth, which will decide if what you said is, in fact, up to their standard of truthfulness. And the definition of truth is if we like what you're saying, it's truthful. If we don't like what you're saying then it's not. Never forget, these people are not about truth. They're about silencing it. That's what they're good at because that's how they keep their power. All right, lastly, please make sure you hit that subscribe button or auto-download button wherever you are listening to this podcast right now and take a moment to write us a five-star review. Uh, many on the left have been attacking our podcast, writing us bad reviews on purpose. So if you would help us fight back by writing us a good review, a five-star review, and share this podcast with your family and friends on social media to help us grow, see you back here tomorrow. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. 
This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 